Startup Life Hacks, Episode 4. Telling him all these things that he did, and he's like, oh, so you're kind of like a jack of all trades. And he was like, whoa, 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 no. I'm more like Jackie Chan. Like, I've got a bunch of different ways I could whoop your ass. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, your host and aspiring Guinness World Record holder. You'll be interested in how I met my next guest. To my surprise, he has been in my engineering courses since sophomore year. But it wasn't until he was passing out flyers for a beer pong surfboard that I became interested in what he was working on. He tried pitching me the idea, and as a college student, I actually thought that idea sounded awesome. A foldable surfboard table that turned into a beer pong party. But it was out of my price point, so I gave him a high five and wished him the best of luck. Every now and then, I would ask him how his hustle was going. He would kind of shrug it off, but I could tell he wasn't willing to quit. I knew that if it wasn't beer pong tables that would make him successful, it would be some other idea that he would come up with that brings him to the top. So please welcome to the mic, Drew Haynes. Hello, hello. Uh, so my name is Drew. So Devco is the consulting company where clients come to us and then we can bill them out for dev hours. Uh, and along with that, we're trying to build multiple software products, the first being Hours Logger, uh, an application to log your hours uh, and and bill your clients. Thank you, Drew. What was your upbringing like? What was your professional and personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now? Okay, so I came up in a pretty middle-class family. Like, we grew up in Benita of San Diego, which is, it's not like La Jolla Shores, where, like, it's, like, tons of rich people, but it was it was definitely, like, nice. There's palm trees, and, like, the houses are nice, and you're not worried about getting mugged at night. Um, and uh, my parents did construction, which was actually a huge uh, play in my life because... I ended up taking a big role in construction in terms of project management and having to work with engineers and other architects and stuff. And that doing that at such an, a young age, I did that at like 18 and I'm working with people that are like in their thirties and forties where this is their career job. Um, just gave me a lot of experience that most people don't have, I think at a young age. And that's helped me a lot in terms of dealing with the clients that I have now um, and solving different problems and being able to work with, with diverse groups of people. So after construction, while I was in school, I realized that instead of doing construction, I wanted to do electrical engineering. And that's how you and I met. Uh, and from that, uh, I started tutoring to make money. And through tutoring, I started learning like how to run a business. And, uh, and I, got, I got really, really good at programming and engineering in the same process. So, so all of those things combined with the construction giving me project management and like how do you deal with uh, people on a professional level as well as having the background in school uh, and then teaching what I learned in school uh, and selling that, that all combined really helps in terms of uh, like what I'm doing now in terms of uh, being a software consultant. That's awesome. Like you were put in the leadership position at such a young age. 
And you're able to use that to your advantage by eventually leading other people as well, not just engineers and architects. Well, most of us had an idol while growing up. Who is that someone that you looked up to or currently looking up to right now? So most, I think most of my idols have been uh, musicians because that's what I, that's what I do for meditation. Uh, when I, when I need time for myself, then you can throw on like, uh, your favorite record, or your favorite song. And, uh, a lot of the guys that I listened to, um, Eminem was like one of the first guys that started it for me is cause like you just listen to the lyrics and when it connects really deep, like when you're an entrepreneur and you come from no money and like you're trying to make something. Um, it's really, really hard. And a lot of those songs go super deep. So I'd say Eminem, uh, runs really deep. Mac Miller is definitely a favorite of mine. Um, and then, uh, Wiz Khalifa most definitely is, uh, is it's, it's weird. They're, they're like an inspiration or like very influential in your life. And like, you've never met them, but the message that a lot of them bring, um, is like idolistic. So that's, those are the people that I was looking up to. And like, that was what helped motivate my drive. Despite all the activities you have going with you right now, like hours logger business, what are a few of your favorite hobbies? Okay. So I think, uh, so for entrepreneurs, I think it's really important to take time to meditate and think to yourself. So, um, I do, I do that mixed with running. <laughs> so, so I really enjoy running cause we live right next to, right next to mission trails. Um, and you can just headphone up and just go out for like, uh, an hour or two and just go get lost. And, um, it really helps when you've got a lot on your plate and you're thinking about a lot of different things. When you go for a run, uh, you hit a point where like all you're doing is just like thinking because you're gone for like two hours and like, you're just like your body keeps moving. Like you're just lost inside your head. Uh, so I think that helps a lot as well as being in San Diego surfing is most definitely, uh, necessary. Surfing, uh, is definitely a hobby. We always hear in the news about these overnight successes of these amazing entrepreneurs, but that almost never happens. I mean, that's why I created this podcast because I wanted to expose, you know, what happens in the beginning. What what did people struggle with? So let me ask you, Drew, what was your worst entrepreneurial moment? Okay, so I think let's see. So I don't think I I had like worst entrepreneurial moments. I'd say like the worst entrepreneurial thing that happened that happened in my life was like my family's business crashing. Uh, but in terms of like my entrepreneurial experience, uh, I think the worst thing that happened to me was that I learned that like nobody really cares about what you're doing uh, until you're successful. So like in the beginning, nobody gives a shit. And I remember running the first business that I tried to do was was uh, beer pong tables. They were like surfboard beer pong tables. And uh, I remember going like the night out, posting all the flyers, like being like super motivational. And I was like, this is it. And like, you're finally going to make some money back. And like, we're going to sell these things for like two or 300 bucks a pop. And then like, I'll get like a bunch of money from this and like zero response. <laughs> and like, it's hard to get your friends to like, like the Facebook post, let alone like repost it um, or share it. So it's just, uh, I think one of the worst entrepreneurial things that like I had to learn was that nobody really cares, uh, at least in the beginning. So like you have to really stay motivated yourself to keep going and like do what you're doing, even though that nobody, nobody cares. And that's like why you have to do things for yourself. Now we've talked about your worst entrepreneurial moment. I mean, it was very hard for you to convince other people that, you know, 
beer pong surfboards were the thing. So tell me about a huge success you had as an entrepreneur. Okay, so my greatest success as an entrepreneur was actually making some money <laughs> because that's really important when, and, and really the first customers, because in the beginning, like how much you make isn't necessarily as important as the fact that you are making money um, and like you can, you can definitely make more money. Um, so, uh, my, my great success story was my tutoring business because I started that at 20 bucks an hour. And that was kind of just like, I'm making $0 an hour. I was working for my parents for free. Um, like I had pretty much no income and I quit my job at the gym. So I was like, okay, you need to figure out a way to make money. So I threw up signs for $20 an hour for tutoring. And I had like one guy that <laughs> got me through like all of summer and it was freaking awesome because he paid me like two or three times a week and it was 40 it was 40 to 80 bucks which was like gas and food and I was like holy crap this is awesome and then from there uh that allowed me to be in all the what uh when I started tutoring this guy then that put me in the library and people could see that I was tutoring they're like oh you're doing engineering tutoring like can I get a card and then that spread um and then once you have enough clients, then you can just start raising your rates. So so then uh, a semester or two from then, then I did uh, $30 an hour. And then from there, I did $50 an hour offering premium uh, tutoring. So that was, that was my great success story because as an entrepreneur, it's great to talk about startups and like starting these things. But uh, when you don't have any money and like it is about money, uh, great success means first monetary income because like that's when things start clicking and that's when you're like oh this is how you do it we've talked about defco we've talked about hours logger what is your vision for your organization five years from now so i'd say uh the vision for five years from now is is basically just stay positive and keep grinding because uh it's it's just keep on doing what you're doing there's there's nothing like, I don't know what we're going to be doing in five years. I know it's going to be software and I know like I'm going to be building businesses. Uh, but, but really like all you can do is just um, keep doing what you're doing because it takes so long. We are now entering the superhero round. I'm sure everyone was a fan of superheroes when they were growing up. I mean, I was a huge fan of Batman and Iron Man. So what was your entrepreneurial superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? Okay, so my entrepreneurial superpower is that I can figure anything out. So uh, uh, so I had uh, a mentor one time uh, told me a great story. And he was talking to, to a buddy of his and he was like, telling him all these things that he did. And he's like, oh, so you're kind of like a jack of all trades. And he was like, whoa, 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 no. I'm more like Jackie Chan. Like I've got a bunch of different ways I could whoop your ass. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of like my entrepreneurial superpower is like I believe that you can do anything. You can do anything you set your mind to. So like you can get good at anything. Um, and specifically for for me, that's like software and programming because it's like you have to install some sort of software and that software replies on some sort of dependency. And like you can only find that dependency like some crazy place in the software or in the Internet that like you would never be able to find like somebody's website uh, and they have like some patch that makes it work. But um, yeah, my 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 greatest strength is uh, being able to uh, figure out anything. So what is your kryptonite? 
I was I was thinking about this one before <laughs> before the talk, and this one's really hard because uh, I typically don't think about weaknesses too much. I think about I try to stay positive and think about okay, what am I good at? But I'd say uh, I would say kryptonite for entrepreneurs is just distractions. Um, so distractions being TV is a huge one. So I mean, we got rid of our TV. All we have is like a bunch of different whiteboards in here. Uh, and uh, girls too. Girls can be a big distraction. So I would say girl, girls in TV are my kryptonite. I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I mean, distractions are a huge weakness, especially on my end. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Okay, so if I could have any superpower, I feel like I would fly. I know that's not like I was thinking about this one before, too, and I was like, damn, that sounds like a really generic answer. But like, I feel like flying would just be really cool. So if I had the superpower, I would just fly. So we are now entering the final questions of the interview. And these are the tools that you'd personally recommend that would help our listeners rise to their feet and get started. So share an Internet resource or app that you use daily and would recommend to our listeners. Okay, so Internet internet app that i use daily uh i recently got into twitter like really really deep um and i know twitter so twitter gets a bad rep i feel like from my friends and the people that i know is like oh i don't need to know like your status and your update all the time uh but i found it it's much better as like a professional thing and like how to get your like the blog articles you want because you get to follow whoever you want and it's kind of unreal because you can follow like all these famous people are like the people that you look up to and then you can talk to them. Like you can send them tweets just by at whatever your name is and then just like say something and like it's a way to communicate. And that doesn't mean that like every single time you send something, um, they're they're necessarily going to say anything, but you can definitely get somebody's attention if like you keep following them on Twitter and like you're reposting their stuff and you're like, hey, hey, check me out. Hey, check me out. Hey, check me out. Name one book that you could recommend to our listeners. Okay, so the one book that I would recommend uh, to listeners would be Rework. And it's a book by uh, by Basecamp or or 37 Signals, whichever name you prefer. Uh, prefer. Uh, those guys are big in the software community, but they, they're really good about the how do you run a no like BS business in terms of the startup in startup land because uh, I've gone through the whole entrepreneurial route like at school and there's a lot of hype about like funding and startups and all these things about businesses that don't make any money Uh, and these guys really get your head straight in terms of how do I actually produce money why am I worried about funding how large do I want to grow my company and like all the things that actually should be in your head vice is a lot of like uh the the just i feel like the bs that comes from uh entrepreneur land so this kind of transitions into our next question knowing what you know now what is one advice that you could tell our listeners who are struggling to make that leap into entrepreneurship okay so i got um first off it takes a long time so like it takes a really really long time average average time it takes a business to become successful is like 10 years Um, and I think I'm on like year four of that from, um, for where I started my journey. So, um, it takes a long time, be prepared for that. And it's, it's a lifestyle, not like a one-time thing. You don't run one successful business. Like you end up doing this for life. It's because you want to do it. 
Uh, and then, so second piece of advice, I know you asked for one, but I feel like this one's really important is, uh, focusing on money. So in the beginning, uh, when the business is just starting, it's really, really important to, to figuring out like, how are you going to produce revenue? Because I see a lot of people that start startups, uh, that are like, Oh, like we'll make money once we scale or like once we have like a million users and it's just really not that feasible. So like really focus on how do I realistically make money and like, what's the first day that I'm going to make the first dollar. Um, and it'll actually, it'll help guide you in your decisions to building a successful business. Give our listeners one actionable step that they can do right now to get started. Okay. So right now I would say reading, uh, so smart people read and just always be learning. So like I said in the answer before, uh, it's a lifestyle thing. Like if you want to do something right now, I would I would pick up a book and say like, what's the next thing that I need to know? So what is the best way Hacker Nation can follow you in case they want to know more about Drew Haynes? So the best way to be able to follow me would be uh, following my Twitter. So my Twitter handler is uh, Drew Haynes 3 and then also, if you want to check out uh, what um, we're doing as a business and the things that we teach, you can check out our blog at ourslogger.com uh, slash blog. Thank you, Drew, for being a guest on my show. But here at Startup Life Hacks, we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneurial journey, that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle. So let's close by reminding Hacker Nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm. Stay positive and keep grinding. Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. Since my goal is to help as many people as I can, I hope that this episode will help you towards achieving greatness. Taken from the inspirational Jim Rohn, only by giving are you able to receive more than you already have. With that being said, don't forget to subscribe, and I would appreciate that you give us an honest review. And head on over to startuplifehacks.com navigate to our show notes page for tips and tricks from every episode so this is startup life hacks with Romel Cabal reminding you to stay positive and keep grinding